but yet my opposite is secure uh-huh. and your opposite is avoidant. And those mm-hmm. two things are quite frankly, the, like the kryptonites, you know what I'm saying? You know, those circle graphs where the middles combine, <laughs> that's Tara and Cheyenne. Anxious. And it's, ang- Anxious and it's anxiety in the middle. Okay, you guys, today we are talking about the famous attachment styles. We have talked about this a little bit before, dibbled and dabbled, pranced around, but never got to the nitty gritty, if you will. So what what our attachment styles are, are basically, there's three major different kinds of anxious, avoidant, and secure. And this is basically how you approach other relationships. And this is stemmed from your caregiver or how you were raised, how you were brought up, you mm-hmm. know, your guardian of sorts and how they helped you or didn't help you regulate your emotions because you were a child. You literally couldn't do that. So whether, you know, they catered to your every need or catered to half of them or, you know, maybe verbally abused you, you know, say, whichever, or none of them. <laughs> yeah, whichever you got, you know, depending right. on the situation, then decides how you go into your your relationships as an adult with friends romantic whatever the case is it's basically how you just go about the relationship as a whole so a lot of this is like i'll say a lot of this is like a subconscious thing too like a lot of this stuff you don't necessarily like oh i'm doing this because of it's more of a well this is just who i am that's why i act this way it's just the way that i am yeah for sure this is definitely something that like you as a person go about making decisions in your day-to-day life so we took a test and it came from jay shetty and his Mm -hmm. podcast he's a podcaster and an author he's got a couple books out as well He's always on the charts for like the top podcast of the world or whatever, you know. Yeah. He has a really um, nice voice. You guys listen to like a really nice voice <laughs> on a podcast because he's European. So he's got a little bit of an accent. Very, it's very consistent smooth. with the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good voice. Um, so basically what it was is it was a test that had a series of questions. I believe six of them. And it was basically you answered it with your genuine right off the dome answer. And then eventually you tallied them up at the end and that decided which category you leaned more towards. And it was obviously questions that steered towards relationships. Mm-hmm. So, so the first question that he asked got me like to my core. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Like the first question, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be tough. So the very first question was when you were at a party a social gathering an event with somebody you're dating and you see them talking to somebody in a flirtatious way what is your reaction and one of them was like to brush it off you trust your partner the second one was like to get jealous and get angry and then the Mm -hmm. third one was like to just completely shut down and ignore him and ignore the situation Mm -hmm. so the second i heard the word jealous i was like oh no this isn't gonna work out for me with like the hairs on the back of your neck standing up because <laughs> that is one thing that happens constantly it's just jealousy in general just all the time and i get so mad at myself because i'm like why do you feel this way mm-hmm. why do you care so like that question really got me got me in the feels that's hilarious because a part of me um 
a part of me was instantly like, okay, that would bother me. But then I was, but then I heard the next answer. And the next answer was you would ignore it and then just kind of be like avoiding the situation. Like, Uh don't bring it up right then and there. Just give them like the cold shoulder. Uh And that one for me, I heard jealousy first, but then that one for me, I was like, oh boy, (laughs) the second you start talking to somebody else, my attention's going elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I will swiftly still be in your vicinity, but I will for sure, you will know that I know. Oh, no, not me. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to cry and we're going to leave. And then we're going to fight the rest of the night. So with that being said, there were six questions um, after my little tallies. I am anxious. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Well, I have two. You have two? Yeah. Yours was like in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Three and three. Uh Anxious? Avoidant. (laughs) And I said, well, that sounds too on the nose. That is hilarious. I mean, not surprised. Not surprised one bit, but also kind of like a, oh, maybe I should reevaluate my life. That is okay, y'all. So since we're telling our results already, I uh, sorry, I got excited. What do you? Th- I'm gonna ask you. What do you think I got? I when you feel like you're between like secure and avoidant. Interesting is what I would picture for you because I feel like you are a very secure person, mm-hmm. but you also avoid things, important <laughs> things, because it's easier to avoid the important things and worry about the stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, very valid. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so I got majority secure attachment. Figured. Which I was kind of taken back by because I know I'm a very, I would say I'm secure. Like mm-hmm. in, if someone was like, are you a secure person? Like in your decisions, in your way you bring up confrontation or the way you can find resolution or the way that you just go about anything. Like, do you do it with you? like a secure mindset or like an anxious or an avoidant one you know I would Mm -hmm. say I would say secure but when moments come up and not necessarily this sixth set of questions of course because obviously I'm secure with these six things but I would say I'm for sure secure and anxious at the same time if given a list and like checking off 20 boxes it would for sure be secure anxious secure anxious you know yeah because as secure as I am I am very dependent on other people's validation in the same yeah. sense. So one of the definitions of a quote unquote secure attachment style mm-hmm. is you ultimately felt safe, understood, comforted, and valued during your early interactions. Would you mm-hmm. say that those are correct for you? I have personally done like a deep, dive analysis on myself with my attachment style because it is very apparent Mm -hmm. especially like in my life as it goes on you know this past two years since having my child Uh I uh I am very secure and that comes from my mother Mm -hmm. and I am very anxious shout out dad (laughs) so so definitely held up by my mom and then down by my dad you know, so it's kind of creating, I am a very strong-willed person, but I also need that validation. Like, yeah. gives me that, like, I need to be told I'm a good girl syndrome. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's part, definitely fucking tug-of-war over here. Yeah, because the other part of this is, like, basically that your caregiver 
were probably emotionally available for you and aware mm-hmm. of their own emotions and behavior. Yeah, for the most part, that describes my mom. Well, good for you. I'm proud. Yeah. 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 yeah but just some of shout your out uh, listening. Chat out, chat out. <laughs> you know she's listening. <laughs> so yeah, like part of like the signs, I guess, of a secure attachment style would be like the ability to regulate your emotions, which I feel mm-hmm. like you do very well. Easily trusting, hence the reason you would have ended up with Ted Bundy. <laughs> Effective communication skills. We've talked about that like you mm. are a good communicator when it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's important. <laughs> this one. I'm taking all this as a compliment. I need you to know. Okay. This one, I think, goes into your more so on your anxious side. It says being comfortable being alone. Okay. That's exactly where I would, if somebody asked me that, I would absolutely say no. Right. You can't be alone. No, I cannot. And that's exactly what tells me that I am not full secure attachment style because I am very secure in me as a person. But Mm -hmm. the second somebody else gets involved. I am secure as a person still in friendships, in my work life, in everything that Cheyenne is to do. Cheyenne is done, taken care of, sealed the deal, boom. The right. second I get a partner, Cheyenne's all that secure, goes out the stand window. alone. But yes, I need all the validation three times around. I need approval. I care about them more than myself. I need that. Yes, you're doing a good job. Uh-huh. You know, and that comes from daddy. That comes straight from daddy issues. And there's no, I can't lie myself out of that. Right. You know so what I mean? on like, this list, that's the only one that I'm like, oh, no. Because the rest of them are, are comfortable in close relationships, ability uh-huh. to self-reflect, being easily, being easy to connect with, ability to manage conflict, high self-esteem, ability to be emotionally available. I feel like all of these mm-hmm. for you are yes, except for the comfortable being alone. Yeah. And I think that's bigger than my attachment style, right? I feel like that... A side note to that comes Mm -hmm. from just being, just growing up with a dad that was like, oh, you have to look good so guys like you. You have to find a partner that'll take care of you. You have to Mm -hmm. do all these things for the man. Right. Just being like raised with that, like ingrained. And like, if you, you have to have earrings in all, at all times, your hair has to be brushed. You have to be in clean clothes. You have to be, you know, you have to do all these services, including like, your physical appearance and do all these things to keep up for the male gaze, you know? Right. So being raised that way by my dad and I was a daddy's role already, but then him like brainwashing me in a sense that I have to be like this yes woman to like men, doesn't matter how disgusting they are, mm-hmm. you know, on top of my mom, like making me so like strong as a single mom, you know, like she taught me her way of being a single mom. But then my dad was over here like, but these men, you have to do it for the men, you know, <laughs> that complex Crush. is literally like Cheyenne to a T so strong, but also definitely like I thirst for the male gaze too much. And I know that about myself. That's just like yeah. something that I like get off on, you know, and like the good girl thing, like love that, love that here for it. But in that it gets abused, right? Uh-huh. So it's kind of like it's a tug of war for sure. And it just comes to partners. The rest, good. Right, it's like just in in like a romantic relationship kind of thing where you're like, I have to be perfect. I have to be everything they want. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, though, that you were so head on about mine. I mean, it's almost like I know you. But I thought it was more (laughs) 50-50. 
Oh no! See again, I mean, like okay, that's true. Because when I was every going time the I'm answers, listening course, to these, was, in my mind, I was answering it. Right. So as I was going through, it was the same as well. Like I would answer for me. Well, I would answer for you if your answer came up first, and then I would answer for me depending on the order, of course. But like for sure, I had two answers every single time. Yeah, same. For sure. So you. What did you? What did you think I was gonna get? Of course, anxious. (laughs) She said easy. Was there another option? That you fit in? Because I didn't see it. No, no, no. Yeah. I literally did not. So the columns were A, B, and C. A was anxious, B was avoided, and C was secure. I didn't get a single tally mark in the C column. Oh, shit. (laughs) The one I got the most in? Not a single one. Oh, shit. Oh, that's too funny. I mean, that makes perfect sense, though, because we are the opposite people. Right. Like day-to-day life, you know, like just yeah. how we walk is different, you know. I mean, you're limping right now, but that's besides the point. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, so yours being an attach or an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this many times. Tara is anxious. She has time. anxiety. <laughs> Can't stop, this is just stop a thing. So when I was going through those questions. I wouldn't say it stuck out for me with the, I know you're a jealous person Mm -hmm. just because you have like an internal battle of being good enough. We've talked about that. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But that one wasn't the one that got me for you. The one that really made me realize it for you that like sealed the deal. I heard it and like the hair on my neck stood up for you (laughs) was being able to bring up conflict. Oh, no, no, no. Do you mention it? We don't do, do <laughs> There was an answer that said, say as little as possible. <laughs> Bring it up or something like we that. Don't do that. And I was like, she won't even tell me that I forgot to cash app her. <laughs> like, nope. We'll do it. The person that probably knows her the, the most. She will not tell me, bitch, cash app me my money. <laughs> I mean, we even went on like a little picnic a couple weeks ago. And one of our other friends was like, hey, do you want to stop and get XYZ? I'll cash up you. Didn't even reply to the message. I said, this is what I picked up. Didn't even say a word to her about cash up. Straight. Here we go with the avoidance. Straight avoid the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay. So basically, with the anxious attachment is mm-hmm. kind of what I was saying and like how I relate to it is like fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, like not being good enough, like forever feeling like you're less than. Literally the definition of Tara. Like not being able to fill the cup, whatever that cup is, you're not able to fill it. Like you are just simply not up to par in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're very like codependent. Um, You depend on like the other person in the relationship, regardless of what it is to like validate the experience for you mm-hmm. like you don't let yourself feel that you're doing a great job that you know what you're doing is good and like you know you're based very off of like what the other person gets out of it versus what you get out of it yes you know so that is it basically stems from inconsistent parenting like for me mm-hmm. it was my dad for you it was your guardian i'm assuming some, both mom. of them <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I had like a drug mom. dealer for a dad and my mom who worked full time. Like, I was, yeah, I was like, and your mom was busy at the time. Right. So basically, and, you know, she just like up and left when I was 12. So it's that part too. Yeah. And basically, it's just to like sum it up, it's the opposite of being secure and like you don't have security at all. Correct. Literally. Like, it's just 
but home alone. Everything was unstable or unreliable. I mean, yeah, there was literally a year and a half of my life that I raised my brother and sister with on like refried beans because that was what was in the cupboard. Like, or my mom would come home every couple of weeks and bring groceries and like, well, let's see how long this lasts, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, and another thing that like it comes from is when parents are there for you and they'll be there for you, not like in a love bombing way, but let's say you have an issue as a child and you're crying, they will come hero come in like a fucking hero and be like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what's going on? Da 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 da. Be very right. in your face like a helicopter parent. But then in that same instance, let's say you stop crying, whatever, they then like shun you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, go to the room. You're not hurt. Yeah. You're fine. And then like leave. Why you know, are you like, crying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very indirect taking care of or like taking care of and then to turn around and do the complete opposite and then like push mm-hmm. them away, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean. And then like kind of victim blame. It's kind oh, of what it is. 100%. Like, oh, you're crying? It's your fault. Like, you got hurt. Right. What did you do? You accidentally fell. Right. Um, One of those, I told you not to do that. That's what you get. That was a lot. Right. But I also have, like, not even just my parents, my family mm-hmm. in general is not an emotional family. Like, there is a huge I can disconnect that. in my family when it comes to emotions. Mm-hmm. So me being a like a, a quote-unquote overly emotional person and then feeling like i'm not allowed to have emotions also leads into the avoidant side of things yes and i think that goes hand in hand directly because if you're not shown how to regulate feelings mm-hmm. when people start having feelings with you shut it down. good or bad walk away yeah shut down a straight leap fight or flight gone mm-hmm gone fight out of this bitch like we'll go as far away from the issue like the cash app situation you just said mm-hmm. straight eject ocito yeah. you're not gonna answer that you know right um, that's text is never getting replied to the request will never be sent and i think that pretty much describes like every situation you'd be in like going back to the jealousy let's say if you're at a party and you were jealous mm-hmm. you would be mad and it would be like front facing but if you saw them the let's say you heard down the grapevine that they were like flirting with somebody bringing up that conflict would be a lot different oh yeah like i don't i don't picture you getting on your phone and writing down a little essay like hey i just heard this i want to confirm you know no no no. my negative feelings easy to express (laughs) very easy Mm -hmm. like being angry is so much easier for me than being happy and it I should mean, be the opposite way, right? It should be easier right. to just, like, be a happy person. Mm-hmm. Not for me. It's much easier for me to just be, like, angry. And I low-key hate it. So, if I... Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Didn't he state that there was a fourth attachment style? There is. So, there are, like, four, but there's three, like, big ones. So, the third one is disorganized attachment. Where disorganized, yeah. Oh, did I say third? I meant fourth. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't get talked about very often for whatever reason. But if but I remember right, isn't that what we're talking about? Is being half attachment, I mean, half anxious and half avoidant. That is so, what. Um. So disorganized attachment is um being extremely inconsistent in your behavior. 
and difficulty trusting people. So you have a fear of people, um, fear of rejection, inability to regulate your emotions, Mm -hmm. um, high levels of anxiety, difficulty trusting others. And it does say signs of both avoidant and anxious. Because I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, I mean, because there are. Jay Shetty's episode, he states that it is indeed half avoidant and half anxious. But there's only a small percentage of people that are like this right. because it's so they're polar opposites, right? Right. It's very like erratic behavior. So like some it's also associated with like mood disorders, personality disorders, substance mm-hmm. abuse disorders, self-harm. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of sends you into a spiral as a person. Right. It's kind of like the most extreme of each side okay. that are like then combined. So that right. so I, I don't classify myself as. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're. It's just interesting how they word it because on paper it would almost seem like you would be. But I also disagree. You don't have, you don't like spiral in the way of like it taking you over. It's mm-hmm. just it takes you, you have a lot to unlearn and things to relearn. Right. To undo a lot of like trauma and baggage and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so there is um, an anxious avoidant style, which mm-hmm. is more of an anxious thing, I feel like, because it's having a strong sense of independence, um, mm-hmm. uncomfortable expressing your feelings, dismissive of others, feels threatened by anybody who tries to get close to you, spends more time alone than interacting with others, believes they don't need others in their life, and has commitment issues. Right. I feel like. So that list describes Tara. I agree. That's why I was like, it is undeniably that you are both ways. When we first did this, when we first were like taking the test, I definitely, I definitely see anxious more than avoidant, Mm -hmm. but I get, I would say probably me more than a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, see the avoidant side of Tara less. Yes. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like you open up to me a lot more than like, you're not going to do the same thing to any <laughs> a right. lot of people, you know? Yeah. So um, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, Tara avoids everybody but me. <laughs> but <laughs> the anxious part of Tara, I definitely get, you know, like I also see that with right. just day-to-day decisions. Yeah. Um, It is interesting to see exactly how it fans out though, because like you were saying with the avoidance side of it, avoidance are usually very extreme avoidance right Uh they are essentially like scared of anything other than themselves that's what it Mm -hmm. boils down to is just not just being like alone just alone in your own feelings alone in person like in physically like just alone in your own head is safer so when people are like trying to open up trying to get close to you you're like no right okay. people are like, what are these feelings like people are trying to help you you're like no mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like somebody says i love you no <laughs> you know it's just forever it's like, oh what is that like right yeah like keep it's covid keep six feet apart you know <laughs> uh-huh listen i thrived during covid just so you guys know um no this is the thing i hate <laughs> like i love being alone mm-hmm. like if i could sit at home by myself all day long i am happy as a clam but right, it's like also space. love going and doing things mm-hmm. 
so like there's this like push and pull that I'm like I want to go do this stuff but I'm like I also just want to be alone I just want to sit at home by myself (laughs) and that that statement alone describes how the mix of anxious needing Mm -hmm. validation needing to you know right feel the validation from other people to feel complete and that you're doing good and that you're right doing all these positive things mm-hmm. and then avoiding it because you don't want to deal with them giving you the positive things or right. not I giving don't... you what you're expecting you know yeah no it's a huge problem and I also have like this like this FOMO which I guess goes with my mm-hmm. anxiety is that I don't want to miss anything like yeah. I want to be involved I want to know I want to see I want to <laughs> do and I'm just like but like can we just FaceTime the whole time and I'll stay at home can you just film the whole thing for me I think I think that comes with like the fear of rejection is because if you're not there I feel like it stems the you're not holding up your part does that make sense yeah like your end of the deal is to be there right which is the only way you can vouch for yourself is if you're there Right. And that's part of my anxiety, too, is that, you know, I don't ever feel like I'm good enough. So I overcompensate uh-huh. by being too available because you can ask any day of the week, hey, can you? My answer is going to be yes. And uh-huh. then I'm going to be like upset. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be like, why am I doing this on a Wednesday? But if anybody in our friend group texts me and said, hey, can you help me with the right. answer is yes, because I need to feel like I'm good enough. I need to feel like people need me around. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like nobody needs me. I mean, we have had right, this conversation. It like doesn't validate that. Yeah. Like we've talked about this where there's times where I'm like, if I don't go to this group thing, is anybody going to even notice that I'm not there? Right. Is anybody even going to care that I'm not there? Mm-hmm. But then I go back to your surprise birthday party where our girlfriend drove you and our other friends. And then I was pressing her that you weren't there. And the both of you were in the car the whole time. Like, why isn't she here? How come you didn't invite her? Why isn't she in the car with us? What's happening? And I'm like, okay, so like they do notice when I'm not there. They do care if I'm not there. Mm -hmm. It was that validation. Right. But in the back of my mind, it's still like, well, if you don't go do this thing, it's not going to matter that you're not there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, it might not matter that I'm there, but like it also might now. (laughs) It's funny compare I mean it's not literally funny I guess funny is a bad description <laughs> it's interesting to see how because we both have parts of the anxious style in us mm-hmm. but yet my opposite is secure uh-huh. and your opposite is avoidant and those mm-hmm. two things are quite frankly the like the kryptonites you know what I'm saying you know those circle graphs where the middles combine <laughs> that's Tara and Cheyenne anxious. and it's ang- anxious and it's anxiety in the middle, in the middle. <laughs> No, that's what we bond over is our anxiety. Yeah. We're trauma yeah. bonding. That's how this yeah. friendship is. Makes sense. I mean, I get why we've been friends for so long and why we've never had a fight. Think about how we started. It was over trauma. I mean, it was. Wow. No, that's not um, true. That was yes, like it is. that was like a year in. Our friendship started over the shitty relationships we were in. Our finding ourselves journey. Was it the I guess we were going to the gym every morning and talking shit about our relationships. <laughs> literally probably the only strength that we had to get out was this friendship let's be honest I mean um no but what I was saying is that your anxious style bleeds into every relationship right 
uh-huh. friendships, family, relationships, whatever. Like it's they're same, same, same. Mine being the opposite. Well, not the opposite, but mine being secure and then anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm secure in friendships and in family and coworkers and all those other things. Mine is just partners, just re- romantic relationships. Yeah. Is where like my anxious goes hard. Yeah, just avoid I mean, those. <laughs> You know what? Maybe if I just throw avoidant in the mix, <laughs> it'll just be all fine and dandy. Just avoid uh, that part. I mean, this so, does say that part of like the anxious avoidant is persistently avoiding emotional or physical intimacy. I mean, Which, uh, I feel it. Yeah. Why do you I think I had so many one night stands? Because I didn't. It's not intimate. It's just like you know. Yeah. Get the job done, and I'm out, and we don't ever have to. I don't even need to know your name. And that's funny. Because now that we're on like the relationship part of it, with Tara in relationships, you are either very emotional and that motherfucker lives in Florida so you can't fuck him, or listen, he lives down the street and he will you won't even know his name. It's just physical, you know, like it's so far one way. Right. That there's no in between. You can't have both consistent. No. This is why I end up in long distance relationships. Because one, I want to be alone. That's so interesting. Like, I want to be alone, but I also right. want and you to be And that feeds into that. Oh, 100%. Listen, I was talking to that guy in, I was talking to that guy in Florida the other day. And we were talking about, like, you know, what our relationship would be if we lived in the same city. And I realized mm-hmm. that we have been talking for two years. That's crazy. That's a long time. Yes. And I said, honestly, at this point, if we lived in the same city, we would probably be married by now. And he's like, just I mean, married? You don't... Right, he goes, just married? You don't think we would have a kid yet? And I said, I mean, maybe. I'm nine months right now. And he's like, okay. And I go, I go one, um, one like deal breaker for me though is that I need two houses. I, like, mean, I need to be able to like walk away. I need my space. And he's like, no, I feel totally. Like realistically, he literally went, no, I'm totally down for that. I feel like it would make the relationship even better if someone were to truly know you, mm-hmm. like truly, truly know you. And know how when someone truly knows Tara and what Tara needs and what they need from Tara, they would also understand that if you guys didn't have your own spaces to spend time alone, that they would never get the version of you that they would want. Correct. Like, I know living with you, if I lived with you, did everything that besties did and roommates Uh did, but then I also needed you like romantically, emotionally, sexually, all these other things. Too much. You would drown. Right. Like the reason and just like the consistency of just going and going and going and going. Like you would just work yourself to death. Like literally. Oh yeah, it would be way too much for me. But I think that's part of the reason that when you and I lived together it worked so well. It's because our schedules were opposite. I was alone most of the time. Polar opposite. Like, yeah. I was literally alone most of the time. Like, when I would wake up in the morning, you were either just coming home from work or you were passed out. Like, we so would see I would, passing. Right. So, like, I would clean the kitchen. I would make the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to work. And then when I came home, you were gone. Mm-hmm. So then I would come home. I would cook dinner. I'd take the dog out. I would come home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, like, we only, we really didn't see each other very often. Yeah, no, we didn't. I mean, we definitely, like, st- we would still have to, like, plan to hang out. Right. Like, we still have to, like, plan dates, plan dinners together, plan, you know what I mean? There was still, like, planning versus, like, that expectant. Just, like, always being in the same place at the same time. Like, this is the same routine we go through every single day. This is the same, like, 
in in a partnership typically especially like a more traditional style Mm -hmm. like the woman's gonna feel like she needs to cook she's gonna feel like she needs to clean she's gonna feel like you have all these extra things that need to be done on top of taking care of a partner on top of emotionally regulating or trying to regulate yourself Go to therapy mm-hmm. yourself. Go to the gym yourself. Go, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much to balance right. when you feel like plus having like both. a job, right? Like that's just and that's then throwing kids just... into the mix. Like it's a lot. Well, in that, I've experienced quite a few avoidance in my life, and I would say the mistake I see from an anxious point of view is because mm-hmm. I I am anxious. You know, the anxious in quotes like mistake or downfall would be the need of validation for others because mm-hmm. you can't control that right? right so the fact that we're depending on our feelings or love for ourselves or emotional regulation on somebody else's answer is trash because mm-hmm. we're never going to get what we want right right for sure the avoidant downfall other than i mean with not letting anybody in is also not understanding how much space you need yeah So people will often say, like avoidance will often say, all of this attention and all of this time being used is enough or is okay, but deep down it's not. Like they need that extra space, that extra them time, that extra processing time that, you know, and they're not like open about the need. I mean, they avoid it. That's literally the whole point of the attachment style, oddly enough, but you know. And that's the thing. Accepting that about yourself, it's hard. Oh, it's extremely difficult. But that's the thing about this specific person is that him and I have talked about this. Like, he's asked me, like, why, like, what about him that I like? And part of it is we can talk every single day Mm -hmm. or not talk for a month and a half, Mm -hmm. but our level of conversation doesn't change Mm -hmm. and our level of respect for each other doesn't change. Like, it's not smothering. Right. He's like, you're busy. I get it. Like, you'll text me when you can. He's like, I'm also at her living my life. I'll text you when I can. Right. So that, again, I need my space. I can't deal with people that are needy. I don't have the energy to give to people that are needy. I'm the needy one. Right. And it feels like he doesn't create a power dynamic. No, not at all. And unwrittenly, it happens in most relationships, you know, where y'all can be equals, but mentally one is pulling way harder than the other one is. Right. Whether it's the avoidant pulling back, whether it's the anxious pulling forward, whether it's the Mm -hmm. secure being too secure and prominent, drowning, whatever they're feeling, you Uh know, whatever it is, like somebody's pulling harder than the others usually. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he doesn't do that for you. No, he does not at all. Yeah. We love a good mutual. Too bad he lives on the other side of the country. That is also what's feeding this mutual for you. I need you to know that. If you lived here, the dynamic would not be the same. Ooh, I was like, ooh, no, go because away. You know who would be available? You. Every Saturday when he said, hey, maybe at 3 a.m. <laughs> no. No, I uh, I just, when I told him, when I was like, oh, yeah, like, my friends think that I'm crazy because I want, like, two houses. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, like, a duplex. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a house and, like, a studio apartment. Like, and right. he's like. No, just I'm... space to call yours. Right. And he's like, no, I'm totally down for that. Like, I mm-hmm. totally understand it. And I was like, who are you? I love that. I love that. And realistically, the more and more I just experience just in life, I would say I think more people need separate living spaces. I don't think it needs to be houses to the extreme, but like having a separate room, 
that's just your area to make a mess to do Mm -hmm. to leave how you want without having somebody else care where shit's at or leave dirty or to even question like just to just be safe and comfortable in a space that you create regardless of what that is you know it could be empty room it could be fucking a hoarding room whatever makes you feel right comfortable it's yours you know it's like the one thing Mm -hmm. no one else is gonna fuck with right right I think everyone should have that, whether it's a room, a she shed, somewhere to just sit in silent The on, basement. You know, whatever. The attic. Yeah. The apartment above the garage. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. anything just to do your own thing because it to, does. To avoid. To avoid. <laughs> and as my anxious side coming through, my anxious side is always available, always smothering, always trying to decipher other people's emotions and try to fix whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like whatever uneasy feeling is being had or the second the energy shifts, I'm like forever trying to like feed into that and be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what did I do? Is it my fault? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then again, looking for like the validation of just, it's not your fault. It's literally, I'm just human going through my own emotion. You know what I mean? Moods change, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I've had times where I'm like, look, I need a break. I just, I need a break. I'll Mm -hmm. call you. I'll text you in like three or four days. Mm -hmm. Two days in, you're like, okay, gave you enough space. What is happening? I'm on my (laughs) way to your house. We're going to go for a walk. You've had enough space. Yeah, I really try to respect boundaries, especially when it comes to like space, because the anxious side, the secure side of me is like, okay, do your thing, boo. Do whatever you got to do. It's fine. The anxious side of me is like, I need to figure out this Tetris little game right here, right now. Yesterday, like, what do I got to do to figure it out? You know, what do I got to do to help? Like, how do I solve? Yeah. And that's not always what's needed. You know, I mean, it's usually what I need because most of the time when I say I need to be by myself, it just makes things worse. It's the opposite. You know, you're just trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I will miss is like other people that are like, hey, I just need a minute. And you're just like, TikTok, it's been a minute. I, I was like, I try to find a happy medium. I will yeah. compromise by giving you five minutes, but I can't give you 10. <laughs> or I will give you 10, but I will set a timer. I will be counting down. Four point three. I'm going to come. I'm going to come with a chart, a graph. She's got a whole notebook. A, B, C, and D. Absolutely. Every situation got already ran through. Chart, a flow chart. <laughs> if this happens, go to this box. If this happens, go uh, to this box. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, attachment styles are a bitch. And they say it is. That happens within like the first few years of you living. Yeah, it's the first like three years of your life is when you develop these, I guess, like emotional habits or mm-hmm. disconnection. And that it makes is. so much sense. Thinking about like the first yeah. three, how hectic the first three years of my life were. No wonder I'm a mess. Well, yeah. And heaven forbid it like stays the same until you're who knows how old. That's all you're shown over and over and over. Monkey see, monkey do. What do you expect? Right. You know. I mean, mean, these things are not easy to just be like, well, I'm just going to be a secure person for now on because it just seems like a better way to live. You can't just do that. Like, these things are ingrained into your brain. Like, the way your brain functions is based on the way you were treated the first three years of your life. Yes. The, in quotes, treatment for your attachment style is so much work and just as much repetitiveness as you had growing up you need to then be that repetitive with the healing process like if you are trying to like unwork something that's been so engraved for Mm -hmm. how many decades you know it's not i'm gonna decide to not try to decipher their feelings 
No, and that's the thing, like, with the human brain in general, when it's developing, when you're a child, it absorbs everything. Mm -hmm. That's why children can learn four languages before they're six. Right. But, like, as an adult, you know those Dollar Tree towels where the water just beads off of it? Mm -hmm. That's your brain as an adult. It just, like, stops absorbing. (laughs) Whereas, like, the kids is like that, you know, like that sponge or that, like, the sham wow that just absorbs everything. Mm -hmm. And you're over here with, like, your Dollar Tree rag just pushing <laughs> stuff around because it's not absorbing anything so then I mean, to do the work to make it absorb or make it change is so much more difficult yes because it's like the saying you can't teach old dogs new tricks mm-hmm. you can and everyone will hear that and say whenever that's wrong da, da, da. but it you can it just takes a lot more work because mm-hmm. it's been so ingrained in your mind like I don't think I don't wake up and I'm like oh I'm gonna be emo- I'm gonna be available for any man that talks to me right like I don't think that I'm gonna be secure in my decisions I don't think that I'm gonna get stressed out when my partner has a slight dip in their mood right like I, I don't like think of these things like I'm not choosing to be this way right right just like you don't choose to avoid something it sounds no. like that you're it's a choice but it's not in the moment of feeling whatever feelings you're having right. at that moment you're not saying i'm going to intentionally avoid whatever's right. happening like i don't choose to be like mm, can't express my feelings today i don't right. choose it's just to be you're, bottled up on the inside you're just doing what you need to do to survive essentially like your survival right. instinct is to like retract to create a barricade so that like mm-hmm. other people's feelings aren't getting through or whatever it is you know you're right. just protecting yourself inevitably yeah. all of us are right it's just that's how we quote-unquote fight or protect ourselves or mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's not like our self-preservation preservation right it's not like i'm gonna punch somebody one day and the next day i'm just gonna know fucking karate that's not how this works no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's a, it's a skill. It's quite a skill. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I think like one of the biggest things on this list for me is the sense of feeling like a strong sense of independence because I do have issues relying on people. I do have issues asking for help. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one of like the biggest issues that I have. And I don't wake up every day thinking I have a lot going on, but I'm just, you know, I'm going to choose not to ask. Like, it's not. Right. Something that I'm like, ma, it's fine. I can handle it. In my mind, I'm panicking and I'm stressing and I'm freaking mm-hmm. out and I don't know what to do. Right. I don't just wake up going, the other side, nah, I'm not going to ask for help. It's fine. I don't right. know how like to ask little, I was just about to say, I was like, there's not some, like a little person in your brain saying, if you just say X, Y, and Z, it'll help. Or if right. you, you know what I mean? They're also telling you that if you shut down or if you just handle it all yourself, that'll be the best thing so you don't like show weakness or you don't Mm -hmm. you know be vulnerable to somebody else right right so it's like your brain's telling you to do these things but not in the Mm -hmm. way of i'm choosing to be this way today right yeah it's for sure like a daily struggle and i'm jealous of anybody who doesn't have i mean not if you're like 100 percent secure what are those people like i feel i mean i'm a good majority of me is secure i mean i I would say like 75% of me is secure. Right. But imagine if you were 100%. I, that would be lit. That would be lit. You, I feel like those people are the people that are just like going through life with a smile on their face like all day long. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. That's those people I want to punch in the face. 
those that scenario right in a perfect world everyone's like oh i would love to be secure about everything i think the only downfall i see to that is it would be very hard to understand if the homework wasn't done of course what Mm -hmm. feeling anxious is like yeah i feel like you would have a hard time understanding most people in the world right like you would never know obviously if you did your research and like in-depth work into figuring out how somebody else was maybe Mm -hmm. but you would never really know the anxious what it feels like to be anxious like the secure part of cheyenne she has she does not live in the same world as anxious cheyenne literally goes against everything secure cheyenne thinks Mm -hmm. my little anxious part you know right every other step of life that anxious part does not exist but not having the anxious part at all i would just i imagine it feeling like not that they would look not like a full secure would look down on anxious or avoidant but they would kind of like brush it off like you feel like you would just like float through life like everything was just easy and it was like nothing was a big deal yeah and like it would just be harder to like relate to others yeah because the typical dynamic is an anxious and an avoidant that's Mm -hmm. like your typical pair if you aren't anxious you typically won't be with a straight avoidant right right but for me to have that percent i know what it feels like to be anxious i obviously experience a lot of avoidant whether it's in Mm -hmm. friends relationships whatever i see all parts of the triangle if i was just secure i feel like i would just live in that little bubble and just like go around Mm -hmm. circles and it would just be that right everything would be hunky-dory like i would just be there would be a haze over anybody else in the world i'd be over here drowning you'd be like i don't know what your problem is just go yeah, outside and could... get some sun. It's fine. Just smile more. Go on a picnic. It'll be fine. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that because a huge part of me is relating to shitty things. You know, like I've been through right. a lot of shitty things. I've met people that have been through a lot of shitty things. So like that is something. It's a different level of understanding that if right. you were 100% secure, you just could not simply feel that. No. And for that, like, thanks anxious, but like, stop it right <laughs> yeah uh it's you learn a lot about yourself though once you start doing the homework on you and see right you i fall. mean yeah like the test that we did was literally just like a six question let's get the basics kind of stuff you can there's mm-hmm. other things you can do and you can take like a really deep dive into this stuff well even with like, just the six questions it told if you didn't know especially like prior to this mm-hmm. it shows so much about you in si- little six little questions you learn yeah. so much about yourself so even if you were starting that's a great place to start right yeah Ours i mean it's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally spot on yeah i mean yeah it was definitely like a good base mm-hmm. you know um there is one book what is it called? Ooh, ending on a little recommendation. Yes. So um, there's actually two books that going going full circle back to Jay Shetty. <laughs> so he does have the podcast, um, but there's two books. One of them is called Eight Rules of Love, How to Find It, How to Keep It, and How to Let It Go. And they go mm-hmm. into attachment styles in that book as well. Like how to care and then receive. Yeah. And, and then there's another book that he has that's called Think Like a Monk. 
and it's mm-hmm. how to train your brain to function like more of a secure way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. So if you need some winter reading, extra. you know, when your yeah, seasonal depression know, kicks so. in and you need <laughs> something to pick you up. So All right. Well Yeah. That's here. all I got. And if you're any of those things, you're not alone, obviously. <laughs> right. Right. Again, like I took those six answers and, and I went, oh. <laughs> the self-reflection was real today and assuming you made it this far you also heard things about yourself you were like you're right or like dang that sounds a little bit familiar right like ooh, that's too close that's the first step the first step is acknowledging that's true that's all i gotta say okay are we done all right y'all Okay, guys. Um, Boring girls. Uh, (laughs) Okay, gossip girl. I will never let that go. Anyway. Can you guys just scroll down, click on the Instagram, give us a follow. um, Give us a a five-star rating on whatever you're listening to us on. uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, whatever. Just anywhere. Give us that five-star. Ooh, if you want to say something nice, you can put that on um, the Apple Podcast rating. That one you can leave comments. So, like, that would be cute. Ooh. But only only nice stuff, because I'm sensitive. We just went over this, y'all. <laughs> I can't regulate my emotions. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's okay, bye!